You want me to do it? Yes. I'm trying to be professional here. So mental health, let's get this rolling. Go ahead and introduce yourself with your fake name persona. My real fake name or my fake fake name? Well, bro, this is going, this is going to be on the internet. So how do you want to introduce okay. yourself? Okay. okay. Uh, first and last name, yeah? Sure. It can be real or fake. So my name is Cesar Hernandez. And I am friends with Shakaz. And uh, y'all know me as Miss Hawk, like the bird. And we are recording an episode of Shush Periods in honor of Mental Health Month. People need to talk about mental health. There's a lot of people, you know, checking in with your friends who don't uh, don't necessarily uh, are open and talking about about what's going on in their lives. And uh, it's gotta make sure we, you know, pop in, say what's going on. I will say to the to these sixth graders' credit, they are a very much in tune with their own emotions, and b they do not stigmatize mental health the way that earlier generations might have. That that being said, there is still a taboo about mental health, especially when talking about it with their parents. I think a lot of my kids are not comfortable telling their parents, you know, if they have depression or anxiety or even asking for help. Why do you think there's such a stigma around mental health, especially in communities of color? You know, there, there's certain things that are said, in, in the, I would say, for, for me in my Latino Mexican culture, uh, where we're told, well, boys especially, we're told to, we're told by other men figure in our in our, in our our homes and, and in our family to behave like a man or be a man. And, and things like crying or you know, we're pretty much told to suppress our feelings because boys don't cry, right? That's that's what we've been told. So it's going to be very difficult when we're hearing that from a young age to then now being in, in at, you know, six years, what, tw- uh, 12, 13 years old? Yeah, you know, 11, 12. Uh, and having to express what's going on in our lives. I would say especially for the men to explain this to the, to the dad or the uncles. have to bottle it. I mean, that will... Not that we have to, but it feels like we have to. Well, even with you amongst your friends, I would say, okay, so full disclosure, Cesar is best friends with James, who podcast listeners know is my boyfriend. I have been uh, privy to seeing their friendship, and it is a very refreshing friendship to see because it is very apparent to the world that Cesar and James love and care for each other. In a way that maybe an earlier generation might have been like, oh, no homo. James and I have been close to being friends up to 20 years at this point. So I have seen James go from an eight-year-old boy to, and I see him grow into a teenager, see him grow into a young adult, and now being an adult. So there's just, there's nothing to hide when, when you've known someone that long. We talk about everything in terms of emotions, what's going on in our personal lives, our relationships. Uh, so, and, and I think you have seen, I think maybe during the pandemic, I think you've actually seen me shed a tear or two. So I'm not, I, you know, I'm comfortable expressing my feelings now. See, we're talking about friendships. This is something that I had, I was able to express my feelings with my friends more than let's say my, my, my father or my uncle or someone in the immediate family. You and James might be the only grown men I have seen cry and not apologize for it. <laughs> you know why do we have to apologize for crying it's, it's an emotion that's how I felt at the moment I 
think it was the right emotion, the right choice, and, and you guys were there for me. Like, it's not good for your mental health to be like, everything is fine, I'm fine, I'm gonna persevere through this, emotions are for pussies, whatever, blah, blah. I'm like, that doesn't help you. My biggest advice for the boys is don't bottle your emotions. Talk about what's going on and don't be afraid to to cry. First, don't be afraid to cry, but it's not always cry. If you're angry, feel that, you know, feel the emotion. Don't don't suppress those things because then when you bottle it up, it just gets worse as time goes on and it's not addressed. The things that my dad said to me regarding my feelings and how not to express them, I'm sure those are the same things that he heard from his father and then my grandpa hearing it from his father and so on and so on. I, I decided to stop that cycle there, you know, stop that cycle. I'm not going to repeat that. I'm not going to be a person who suppresses what I'm feeling. I just got to gotta feel, 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 feel everything. I would also say that you are truly one of the most woke straight men. <laughs> I've ever met. As, as woke as I can be. You are reminding me very much of this meme that I saw last night when I should have been sleeping, but I wasn't. And it was like a, an as Olympic, we as we do, it was like an Olympic thing. It was like the strongman competition. It was all these men. They were going up to the stage and they were, you know, flexing. And then this regular ass dude goes up and he goes, I apologize for the mistakes I made and the heart that I caused. And he wins. Mm, that's the strongest man right there. That's a strong man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's for anyone. Owning up to when you are wrong. It's very difficult because I think there's a lot of pride associated with... Being right, quote-unquote. Being right, yeah, quote-unquote being right. And I think the... Uh, the way I'm looking at this is from like a relationship perspective, right? Or even if even if an argument with a, with a, a family member, right? Because we know we're, we're at that young teen era, so we're going to start being angsty and... and Rebel against our parents. I know I was a punk rock kid, so that's what I did. I think for a lot of immigrant communities, care and concern you have for your kids manifests not in like affection and love, like in a lot of Asian communities. They just bring you fruit. They bring like, you fruit randomly. They, yeah. they bring you know. They're like, oh, I cut up a mango for you, and there's no yeah. apology. There's no you did something that upset me, and I was worried, and I freaked out, and I yelled at you. You hungry? You hungry? Did you eat? Did you eat? <laughs> no, mom, I didn't eat. They'll never say I'm sorry, but they'll just say, are you hungry? Like, For me, it's grapes, you know? Grapes? Absolutely. Grapes Cesar, are how are you a Latino man and you say grapes is your fruit? Over grapes. mangoes? I mean, I would say pineapple. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. We are an anti-pineapple household. <laughs> so, then grapes it is. <laughs> These kids listening being like, I thought this was a mental health episode. We really out here debating fruit? How do we segue from pineapples back into mental health? Well, pineapples are prickly. Mental health is a prickly topic. So there you go. You did it. You did it. There we go. I um, got diagnosed with depression when I was in college, and I recently told disclosed this to my mom. The reaction was like, oh, have you tried not being sad? Right. Um, just don't. <laughs> just don't be sad. Have just you don't do that. Yeah. They're like, have you tried thinking about how you're better off than other people mm. other people have it worse and i'll say yes and at the same time i am still depressed you know, i can't really speak on the fact that i've ever been at a low point that i felt like i couldn't get out of but i found other outlets to express if i ever felt like i was going into a slump oh, and for me my biggest outlet was punk rock and, and and live music i felt that there were even lyrics that would talk about the typical teenage experience that I didn't have any brothers, I didn't have any sisters, I didn't have any 
I'd have a male father figure in the household. So by hearing these songs, I was able to get an understanding of other people's experiences. And, and I guess this would be a message for for the guys. I don't think boys tend to have the outlet to speak to other people about their, their mental health. But I had a best friend in high school. I know your, your students are so middle school. In high school, I had another best friend. And he's no longer with us because of mental health. And one thing that I would like to let the guys know, because we, we, we also are talking about how boys will say things like no homo because they, they don't want to talk about their emotions and stuff. I never said the phrase I love you to any of my guy friends because of things like the stigma or, or people saying no homo. But I can confidently look at James right now and as my best friend tell him I love him. I have heard and you say that. Right, and the reason I do this is because Chitez, I don't know if you've seen on my on my right leg, I have a tattoo dedicated to one of my friends who passed away because of mental health, and he took his life. One of the things that, as and this happened when we were teenagers, one of the things as a teenager, the thought that was in the back of my head was, was I not a good good enough friend? How come this person didn't talk to me? And one of the biggest things I regret is not telling my best friend that I loved him before he passed away. And I just want to get guys into the habit of saying, I love you to all my, you know, to, to their male friends without having their being a stigma because you never know. You never know what's going on with someone. And like, like I said, he was one of my best friends, but he never once talked to me about anything, any of the deep or personal thoughts that were going on in his head. And that, that pains me to this day. And I'm, and I'm in my late 20s now. So this was almost 10 years ago. Um, especially for the guys as you get older you might feel inclined to keep things to yourself because, like, being, like, stoic and emotionally blank and distant is, like, considered manly or whatever. And, like, that shit's dumb. She's dumb. <laughs> she's so dumb. Cesar, am I wrong? No, I, I agree. It's just, um, you just, just, just talk to people. Talk to people. And if they're your friends, they're going to be there for you. Right. You know, these are people you consider your best friends. They're, they're, they're going to be there and talk you through it or, or help you out um, but there's this really funny picture of James and Cesar uh, on a vacation that we took and they're hugging each other after having eaten like that's what bros do that's what bros do but it's like we had just had breakfast and we had just had like like I don't know what was it cinnamon rolls or something and then they were just like hugging each other and I took this picture and it was just like so funny because like <laughs> it was so, such a cute wholesome moment and I was glad to see it because legit Cesar when I tell you you two are the only examples of non-toxic masculinity that I see in my life on a daily basis I am not lying to you <laughs> and, and I hope that uh, my kids can have a friendship the way you and James have a friendship or if they could even like see the two of you in real life and be like these aren't you know like minotaurs they're not fictional characters like these men are real don't try to look them up on instagram or whatever because like you can't find me on instagram you can't find caesar hernandez you know how many caesar hernandez's there are are there a lot it is a very common name in mexico okay well uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah so don't don't try but they do exist and i assure you they exist um Cesar, thank you for being on our mental health episode. Uh, teach, Thanks for having me. Teaching these these aspiring youths to to be aspire to a higher ideal of 
masculinity and non-toxic male friendship than maybe they might have seen so far. Y'all take care. Happy Monday. And uh, I was going to say do your homework, but by the time this comes out, there's going to be two weeks left in the school year. And you all know I stopped grading homework like a month ago. So, so. She doesn't mean that she's still grading your homework. I, I am definitely not grading homework today. I've been giving them memes. I've been assigned. I'm like, send me a meme or a cat emoji and I will give you a hundred. And that's what they've been doing. You just got caught in 4K. Shh. Yep, see? <laughs>